This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. And greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros take on the Chicago White Sox in the finale of a four-game series. Astros have taken two of the first three games of this series. The White Sox picked up the win yesterday, 9-4. Alex Bregman, 2-for-3 with a homer. Carlos Correa, two hits, including an RBI double. He also scored a run. But the Astros saw their win streak end at two games. White Sox ended a three-game skid. Astros, 33-17. and 17. They're in first in the AL West, seven and a half games ahead of the Rangers. While the White Sox, 22-26, and 26, third in the AL Central, 10 games behind the Twins. Time now for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Astros will send Corbin Martin to the mound. His third career start, second here at Minute Maid Park. Yeah, the first one here at Minute Maid Park was fantastic. That was on Mother's Day when he punched out nine and five and a third. And he was electric, a little different at Fenway Park where he didn't have great command of his off-speed stuff. And he became a kind of a one-dimensional pitcher to that point and got a little frustrated, I thought, with the umpire from time to time. So Maybe a learning experience and a teaching experience from some of his teammates to help guide him because he's got all the talent in the world to be a really good starter. Another guy who has all the talent in the world, Lucas Gelito, right-hander going for the White Sox, just 24 years old. He was a first-round pick of the Nationals back in 2012, and he seemed to figure something out of late, 3.35 ERA on the year. Yeah, I've looked at some mechanics from last year to this year, and he's really cleaned up his delivery. He was really long last year with, uh, with his arm stroke, and this year it's gotten really short and he's been able to repeat his delivery. He's even shot up his velocity a couple of miles per hour this year because of it. So uh, he's a really good pitcher for this White Sox team. He's their best. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, last night the White Sox were able to get some big hits against this this Astros ball club, but for the most part it's been the Astros who have been putting together the big innings and putting up the crooked numbers. And even last night's game down early, had the three-run inning to, to take the lead, and that's something we're seeing more and more from this team. Yeah, we're never going to really count this Astros offense out of any game. I don't care what the score is. They're just going to continue to battle, put up good at-bats, and never give anything away, and that's what makes this t- uh, offense unique. It's what makes them special, and that's uh, what makes them probably uh, the contender in this division for sure. Coming up next, we'll have the manager's show with A.J. Hinch, presented by Waste Management. And a little little later, we'll hear from Robinson Chirinos, Astros catcher. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery, where we're open seven days a week. 
Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Welcome back to Ashlaunch before the last game of this four-game series with the White Sox. And A.J., I guess one great thing that came from yesterday was the double play. Marisnik gets a great jump on, on a ball, and I'll let you take it from there. But there was a lot of great execution. Yeah, there was, and, it, and, it, and it's the furthest in our ballpark that he could be away from the play. Um, you know, it goes from him. He throws a strike to, to Correa, who throws a strike to Whitey, and we get the double play. And that's hit out on the left center. Jake Marisnik racing back, still going back, and he runs it down, passes into the fence in front of the visitors' bullpen. Anderson racing back to first. The relay by Correa in time. That's a double play. Inning over. Tremendous play by Jake Marisnik and a great relay from Correa. A lot of great communication goes on to get off a play like that. Probably Aled Ms. Diaz letting Correa know after that great catch they could get a relay off because Anderson was already around second base. What a play. There are a couple parts of that play. Number one, he's got to go get the ball. you got to catch the ball first for that to even be possible. The second part of it, which is the underrated part of it, which is throwing a strike to Correa. If he short hops him, if he throws it over his head, if he tries to throw it all the way to first base on his own, we probably don't get the double play. So fundamentally sound play, a huge emotional play. I thought it was going to kickstart us into a um, into a, into a win, but um, you know certainly something we've seen out of Jake in center. And Correa's got his back to the play, and you could tell that Diaz was screaming right. at the top of his lungs, so communication big too. Yeah, it's huge, and, and, and just executing the play. I mean, I don't even think it was a bad base running play by Anderson. Yeah. I think he just was going to until the ball stopped him, and we, and we turned a, a good play into a great play with, a, with some fundamental baseball. Another cool story coming out of yesterday is Brady Rogers coming back from Tommy John surgery out you know, out of sight, out of mind pretty much, but coming back and uh, getting back out there on the big league mound, he looked pretty good. Yeah, it was nice for him to, to, to just be part of this, you know, this uh, this team, one, and just and just be in the big leagues. You know, the, in AAA right now, we've got a lot of guys that are that are playing well. Everybody knows about Alvarez, and we have Tucker, we have Fisher, we have Straw. We have, um, you know, we're looking forward for Whitley to turn things around, and, and Brady Rogers is, was down there, and Cinel Perez, like names that have been to the big leagues before, some prospects that haven't, and, and it's hard to – Stay positive down there while you're looking at a team. It's one of the best teams in baseball with virtually no openings. Um, you'd never think you're going to be the guy. On top of that, he's coming back from from an injury uh, over the last couple seasons, and it and it had to feel good to take that the home mound. He lives here, his family's here, and and he's finally fully recovered and back in the big leagues. Hey, you know, down in Triple A, maybe even Double A, that some of those guys are going to be used this year, and sometimes you know it may depend on some of these players how do they keep their morale up I mean what do you guys what can you guys do for them well not we can't really do anything for them but Mickey Story and Omar Lopez the two managers down there do a good job of 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 just staying the course with them I mean the 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 opportunities are are sparse you want to be the right guy at the right time and and you have to do your part and and it's about being a professional and it's always really hard and the season wears on um, it's not that hard to to be positive for for April and for May you get into June and the all-star break comes and uh, but August in Triple A and Double A, it can be a little bit frustrating. So the challenge will be ahead. But um, to be part of this organization, special, they know they have an opportunity either now or down the road. Um, you know, and they've got to they've got to control what they can control. Hey, Corbin Martin, who's pitching for you today, had a great outing in his first one, second outing in Boston. What did you see, and what did you tell him? Like 
coming off the mound or even yeah. later? Well, I, what I saw the second time around is just a lack of, of breaking ball command. And when he lost a pitch, uh, he lost his field to pitch a little bit. And, and once, once a pitcher starts to scramble a little bit, specifically a young pitcher, um, you know, it can get a little bit lonely out on that on the on that uh, on the mound, and he didn't really have anywhere to turn against the Red Sox. He didn't really have a way to end at bats. He didn't have the breaking ball to change pace, and um, and thus he had a short outing. So I I told him in the dugout, it happens to everybody. It's not the end of the world. It's not the first time I've seen it happen in Fenway. That happens all the time right. to young pitchers in Fenway. So um, bounce back start for him tonight. He's got a good matchup. He throws his breaking ball for a strike. We know he has 97 in his back pocket. He'll mix in his changeup tonight. Um, we expect a good outing. When you were catching a young pitcher like that, how did you try to help him? I mean, if he lost command of two of his three pitches, say, how did you try to get him through some innings? I kept calling it. You know, I, I think he, he needs to keep throwing it until he finds the feel again. You're not just going to find it by not by not doing it. I mean, I guess the analogy would be like on the on the golf course. You can't put every club away that doesn't feel good. You have to, <laughs> especially your swing. So you you have to you have to keep hitting that three wood to the right. It's what you do, and yeah. so and eventually you'll. You'll learn to correct it. Then you just work on your, your escapism out of the woods, right? <laughs> That's right. You just yeah, you're used to playing behind the trees and in the in the brush. I mean, I've I've watched it firsthand, and and you're getting good at it. Speaking of lonely backup catcher, Stassi's in there today, and you know full well what that's like. You're not getting to play every day. Is it hard for him to go up to the plate, or is he just out there just trying to? catch the game and yeah. help his pitcher more than anything. No, I, my phrase with these guys is catch a winner and get a hit. I mean, those are that's a highlight of a, of a catcher's day, especially a backup catcher. And, and uh, today will be the most important game of the year for Stas. I mean, I always yeah. used to joke like that. It's the most important year, boys. Watch me play because as a backup, all you want is an opportunity. He's going to take great pride in, in, in handling Corbin. And, and if he gets a hit and contributes on the offensive side and we, and, and we win, he'll be the happiest guy in the clubhouse. Got a chance to win another series. Good luck tonight. Thank you, Sparky. Yeah, Chirinos' pull power has not been in dispute. It's a big reason why the Astros wanted to bring him to Houston with the Landry's Crawford boxes. Here's a 2-1. And that ball's hit pretty well to right field. It sends back Cassiano. Still going back. Looking up. See you later. A two-run home run for Robinson Chirinos. And the Astros' lead is 3 to nothing. Two homers in a three-batter span for the Astros. Here comes that pesky bottom half of the lineup again. As Chirinos continues to show off that opposite field power. Welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by Robinson Chirinos, Astros catcher. A couple of hits yesterday, and you know, you've been swinging the bat very well this season. And over the last two weeks or so, seeing a lot of hits the other way also, seeing some home runs to the opposite field. Is is that something that, that you've really been trying to work on? Uh, yeah, hello to, to everybody who's listening today, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to to get to the fans. And yeah, it's been it's, it's been uh, it's been fun. It's been really fun uh, playing here in Houston, playing in, in front of these uh, great fans, and and winning games. You know, in the end, that's that's what it really matters. And I've been working hard in the cage with. We are hitting coach to be able to stay inside the board and mm -hmm. make sure I drive the board uh, to the other uh, part of the field. And thank God it's been it's been working. So <laughs> been driving the board. I've been hitting some homers the other way, but I feel I feel good in the play. You mentioned staying inside the ball. What are the other keys for you to being able to hit the ball to the opposite field? Uh I think the big thing is been attacking the ball. In the past, 
I was the guy sitting back in my leg too much. Mm -hmm. So I was rotating early. So everything was like middle mm -hmm. to the left field side. Uh -huh. And the guy told me, like, don't, don't sit so much in your backside. Like, just stay tall and attack the ball. So it kind of allowed me to have my heat behind the ball when I'm doing that. So I think that's been the key why I'm hitting the ball with power to the other field. Got to ask you about Tuesday's game. Justin Verlander was outstanding, took a no-hitter into the seventh inning, uh, wound up giving up one hit over eight innings, wound up being a one-hitter combined for the for the Astros pitching staff. I don't believe you've been part of a no-hitter at the big league level, but kind of what was going through your mind? Did, was it even, did it even occur to you? Were you even thinking about, hey, he's he hasn't allowed a hit yet? Uh, I mean... Yes, I, guy who say don't pay attention to that, especially <laughs> catching why he's lying to you. <laughs> so it was fun from early in the game. He was rolling, and Justin was he was throwing the ball where he wanted uh, to throw. It, it was fun. We were rolling. We were getting ahead. Everybody. And it's just crazy how this game is, you know. Like he threw hundred and one pitch and just one pitch. Mm -hmm. They were able to hit it, and, and it went out of the ballpark, you know. Like, I think with that fly ball, it was five feet short. Maybe Jake made that play in center yeah. field. But never had the opportunity to catch it, no hit in the big league. I did back in Venezuela in Winneborg. I think it was 2011 when that happened. Uh, but I I know I know it's gonna happen. Uh, hopefully this year we are pitching style. Hopefully I have that opportunity to to catch a no hitter and and, and just celebrate with, with my teammates. Uh, I think the last the close I got it was same. We went to the A, we won out, and it was last year Bartolo mm -hmm. against Houston That's here right. That's in Minimap right. Park. So those are the two times I got close to a no-hitter, and hopefully by the third one, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so in those situations, you mentioned Bartolo Colon's game last year here and Verlander's game last night. Do you, because there, there's, there's a lot of superstition involved, leave the pitcher alone, that sort of thing. Do you change anything? Do you find yourself talking to the pitcher less? I'd imagine when they're going that well, you probably have to talk to them less because they're pitching well. Yeah, I think everybody believes that, you know, yeah. when... When the game is going that well, you like you don't want to say anything. But still, like Justin and I were, he he come to me every inning. He's like, "What do you think we should throw first pitch, fastball way or breaking ball?" And he was doing the same thing he do when he gave up a hit in the first inning. So he right. was coming to me. He was asking me what I think, how he looked. So we were talking even during that game. So it was fun to see him keep doing the way he do in the regular basis. Robinson Chirinos, Astros catcher. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully we'll I'll get to call you catching that no hitter, right? <laughs> yes, that would be great. <laughs> I believe you do. So thank you for the opportunity. And, I mean, we're here. We this thing is giving everything to this city, to these fans. So we. We expect everybody to show up to the field and support this team. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. 
This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.